Can you dream of a world immune to cancer? Hello everyone, my name is Nick and I'm the host of the annual live stream for The Cure where content creators and podcasters from around the world join me to raise money for the Cancer Research Institute and Immunotherapy Research, which is training the body's immune system to fight against all forms of cancer. Over the past seven years, thanks to the power of indie podcasters and the indie podcasting community and listeners just like you listening to this right now, we have raised over $90,000. And as I record this now, the eighth annual live stream for The Cure is barreling down upon us really, really quickly in just about two weeks. So join us, please, from May 29th through June 1st for 48 hours of amazing content from people all over the world and help us fight for a world immune to cancer. And I'll return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Thank you so, so much. And together, we can make a difference. Porridge today, Gromit. Tuesday. Welcome to Verbal Diorama, episode 195, A Close Shave. This is the podcast that's all about the history and legacy, movies you know and movies you don't. And as always, welcome to Verbal Diorama. Thank you so much for being here for this third episode throughout the history and legacy of Wallace and Gromit. Whether you are a brand new listener to this podcast, thank you so much for coming and joining us. Whether you are a regular returning listener, thank you for returning to Verbal Diorama. I'm just so happy to have you here for the history and legacy of A Close Shave. And this is the third of five very special episodes, all to celebrate Verbal Diorama's fourth birthday. So it was back in February 2019 that I released the very first episode of this podcast. It was an episode on the movie Titan AE. And I always like to give a little bit of reflection on how far this podcast has actually come in 195 episodes. And 
what is the future of this podcast? Now, obviously, the future's not yet written for this podcast. I am definitely planning to continue with this podcast, but I obviously want to make the fourth birthday a huge celebration. And so I decided to give you listeners the ultimate gift, which is five episodes of Wallace and Gromit. Previous years, I've tended to do three episodes of output from a certain studio. I've done some Disney. I've done some Studio Ghibli. But on Monday, you got the first Wallace and Gromit short film, A Grand Day Out. Yesterday, you got the wrong trousers. Today, you get a close shave. Tomorrow will be the feature length of The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. And finally, Friday will be a matter of loaf and death. And this episode sits with Animation Season 2023. It is the 11th episode of that season. It follows The Nightmare Before Christmas, Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, Inside Out, South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, The Emperor's New Group, Perfect Blue, The Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists, A Grand Day Out and The Wrong Trousers. Obviously, huge thank you if you've listened to all or any of those episodes. Animation season is something that I love to do. I do it every year. And the reason for that is simply not only because I love animation, but also because I like to dispel the myths surrounding animation. Most notably that animation is just for children, which it's not. And also that animation is a genre, which it's not. So animation is for everyone. And also animation can be of any genre. It just so happens that a lot of animation is purely for families. It's comedy, exactly the sort of thing that Wallace and Gromit gives us. And really, for anyone who's British or who grew up in the UK, Wallace and Gromit really are quintessential British icons. Everyone knows Wallace and Gromit. They are everywhere and they have been for the best part of 30 years. They're also incredibly popular all across the world. But after a grand day out and after the wrong trousers, where could they possibly go with Wallace and Gromit next? And the answer, as with most things, is actually computer effects. So we're going to go back into the history and legacy of Wallace and Gromit. And we're going to start with not a regular trainer for a close shave because I couldn't actually find one. So I ended up finding an old BBC Ident trailer for a close shave instead. So enjoy. Yippee! Wallace and Gromit are back for a new adventure! Orange today, Gromit. Tuesday. With grills! Geronimo! Spills! Huh? A mysterious house guest and love. Ramsbottom. Gwendolyn Ramsbottom. Charming. In Nick Park's A Close Shave. Then you've another chance to see Oscar winner, The Wrong Trousers. What do you think of that then, Gromit? And the duo's very first adventure, A Grand Day Out. See you Christmas Eve, lads. When Wallace and Gromit go to wash the windows of the local wool store, Wallace falls in love at first sight with owner Wendelene Ramsbottom. With a national wool shortage, it appears that it's not affecting Wendelene's shop as her dog Preston rustles sheep to keep supply up. After a lost sheep finds its way to Wallace and Gromit's house, Preston steals the blueprints of Wallace's latest invention, the Nitomatic. Preston then frames Gromit for sheep rustling, and poor Gromit ends up in jail. With the help from the sheep flock, led by little Sean the sheep and Wendeline, Wallace must help get him out of prison and bring the real culprit to justice. As with the previous episodes, let's run through the cast of this movie because we do have the late, great Peter Salis as Wallace again. But for the first time, we have another speaking character in a Wallace and Gromit short. 
and that is Anne Reed as Wendeline Ramsbottom. A Close Shave was written by Nick Park and Bob Baker and was directed by Nick Park. And after two incredibly successful shorts, Colin Rose, the head of the BBC's animation department, was keen to develop another Wallace and Gromit movie after the tremendous success of The Wrong Trousers. And it was he who approached Park and Ardman with the concept in April 1994. The decision was made right there and then that the new short film would be televised on Christmas Day 1995. So only 18 months remained for writing, storyboarding and animation, which is a fairly short amount of time by animation standards and indeed stop motion standards and much less time than it took to produce The Wrong Trousers. They looked at a close shave as a trial run for the feature film they were seeking to shoot in the near future. So they instantly set themselves a very tight timetable from the very beginning. Nick Park and one or two other animators were effectively running a cottage industry with a grande out and then the wrong trousers. So they wanted to investigate whether they could scale up the process without sacrificing the quality of the animation. To achieve this, Ardman started recruiting, hiring extra animators, model makers and cameramen. A total of 25 people were on the crew, which led to an increase in budget. The budget for A Close Shave was roughly £1.3 million, compared to £650,000 for the wrong trousers. And that is something that I forgot to mention last episode. So, oops, sorry for that. Additionally, because of the recruitment and changes to processes, Nick Park was forced into a whole new role, a more industrial production process. He was obviously still the director of the movie, but instead of taking on an additional animation role, he was actually directing the other four animators instead of animating the most crucial scenes, as he had previously done. And this led him being even more hands-off than he previously was. And this was a bitter pill for him to swallow. And sometimes too many cooks do spoil the broth. Park would go on to animate the prison sequence with Gromit himself, but that was about it. And letting even more go of his passion project was hard for him. By the time he began working with his literary partner, Bob Baker, on the wrong trousers, Park already had the majority of the plot figured out. But on a close shave, the two started from scratch together. Park took influence from movies like The Terminator, Battle of Britain, Duel, Brief Encounter and Thunderbirds to create a comedy slash horror slash thriller that he knew that he wanted to make. The hasty pre-production also meant that Park felt storyboarding was a little rushed and he also had to train the new animators on his techniques and expectations. The 10-month animation shoot started in November 1994 and that was with five animators working full-time producing approximately five seconds of animation a day each. Three months would be shaved get it, haha, off the schedule by utilising computer animation for the very first time. The ante was upped again, from the train sequence in the wrong trousers, through to soapy suds and a flying sequence in a close shave. White hair gel was used to create the foam in the scenes of Wallace and Gromit washing windows, and small glass beads were used to create the suds. These were also used in sequences with the knitomatic. However, after a long day of filming in a hot studio, the props reportedly began to smell. In order to give it the proper gloopy consistency for the scenes in which Gromit fires porridge at Preston, the porridge, which actually was real porridge, was blended with beeswax. It was attached to a rig out of shot and moved frame by frame until it hit its target. Director of photography Dave Alex Riddit would return from the previous film and give a close shave an even more cinematic feel. 
And this, again, was the team thinking over a possible feature-length adventure for the pair. And this was seen as a good test run for this possible feature film. Obviously, this worked. And that's the next episode. The money shot for a close shave would be Gromit's flying sequence. The model plane was held on a rig. And this is where the computer animation would come into play for the very first time, as the rig would then be painted out afterwards. CG was also used in the scene in which Sean cuts off Gromit's jail cell bars. These sparks were added in digitally. The same cell had previously held Feathers McGraw, but who knows where he is now. And who knew Sean the Sheep would become such a big star? He'd have his own TV show and movies. Sean stands 3.5 inches or so tall. His black legs are constructed of a unique, no longer produced silicon. He has metal plates on the soles of his feet so that when he's being animated, he can be magnetised to the set. That's something that I spoke about last episode as well. He has a core hard piece in his body which serves as padding and imitation fleece as his fleece on top. His head is composed of a combination of plasticine and extremely strong wax and his sweater is made of foam latex and connected to him with grub screws so it will stay in place once his fleece has been shorn. A close shave central love story between Wallace and Wendelin was not the first time the character would find love because he would again with Lady Tottington and again with Piella Bakewell. But a big key love scene set at Crewe Railway Station ended up on the cutting room floor of a close shave. Peter Lord would call it, quote, the best scene we've ever had to cut, unquote. And let's be honest, Wallace and Wendelin's relationship would never have worked anyway because Cheese brings her out in a rash. After just over two months of post-production, A Close Shave was ready for its premiere on the 16th of November at the 1995 London Film Festival. Julia Knott would, again, return to score A Close Shave using a 65-piece orchestra, a rare size for any British film, let alone a short animated one. After it premiered at the London Film Festival, it would premiere on TV on the 24th of December 1995 on BBC Two. And BBC Two also used Wallace and Gromit throughout their channel in between shows to commemorate the film's debut. The two were shown eating Christmas dinner in the main ident, which also had a giant blue two logo in the middle of the table that was lit up with festive lights. And a close shave, along with the other Wallace and Gromit shorts, are currently available to watch for free on the BBC's iPlayer service. Unfortunately, at the moment, The Curse of the Were-Rabbit is not available on the service. It has been up until a couple of weeks ago, which is frustrating, to say the least. But if you do want to catch up on the shorts and you are in the UK, you can watch them all for free on the iPlayer. And a close shave was had by Nick Park who, while on a promotional tour of the US in October 1996, accidentally left both Wallace and Gromit in a taxi in New York. An appeal was made to all police stations in the city and the New York Taxi and Limousine Commission agreed to hunt for the missing models. Thankfully, they were returned the next day by the driver of his cab. A Close Shave was awarded the prestigious Best Animated Short Academy Award. More than 30 awards would be given to A Close Shave. And while Nick Park was undoubtedly pleased with the final product, he would continue to set the wrong trousers as the standard for all future Wallace and Gromit creations, since he believed that a close shave slightly fell short of the wrong trousers in terms of quality. But Wallace and Gromit continued to be in high demand, especially when it came to merchandise. Ardman started using the characters in various commercials and promotions, even though they had previously been hesitant to license the characters out to too many companies. 
In 2002, they also produced an online miniseries starring the characters called Cracking Contraptions to whet audiences' appetites in the lead-up to the feature film. And A Close Shave was obviously followed in 2005 by The Curse of the Were-Rabbit and again in 2008 in A Matter of Loaf and Death. And those episodes will be coming up in the next couple of days. As we go through each of the Wallace and Gromit shorts in this series, you can feel the series progress, becoming slightly more polished and professional. There are less fingerprints, less of a student film feel, and that's not a bad thing. And Ardman are crafting their art and putting more and more thought into each story. It makes perfect sense to include a love story for Wallace, to see a different side to our favourite inventor, and again to up the horror-tinged story of a mechanical dog-turned-antagonist, the antithesis to Gromit, who is as astute as ever, who is also the antithesis to Wallace being so absolutely clueless, despite clearly being smart enough to build the Nitomatic. And I love the different depictions of different types of intelligence as well in these shorts. Yet again, we get all of the true emotion and substance from Gromit, a non-verbal character who becomes more expressive each film. Honestly, the way that he rolls his eyes at Wallace is just chef's kiss perfection. While the actual romance between Wallace and Wendelin is a little undercooked, and no doubt would have been served by that cutscene, the story focusing on Wallace and Gromit rather than Wallace and Wendelin is a good idea. And Preston is a terrific villain, a different type of menacing to Feathers McGraw. And while Feathers McGraw had a gun and was willing to shoot Wallace and Gromit, Preston is basically intending to murder a flock of sheep for dog food. He's easy to hate, but the writing is strong enough that the audience feels a little compassion for a cyborg dog whose programming overtook him. It is a common trope in science fiction cinema, and I love the homages to the Terminator there. And obviously, Sean the Sheep became so popular, he got his own spin-off TV series and a couple of really fun movies, but he's never been better than in a close shave. But what came next changed Wallace and Gromit forever, because in the background, the bigwigs were calling. And despite Disney sniffing around after the wrong trousers, it would be a partnership with DreamWorks and the first feature-length Wallace and Gromit adventure. And that's where we're going tomorrow. So come back tomorrow for Wallace and Gromit in The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Thank you for listening. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on A Close Shave or indeed any of the Wallace and Gromit adventures. And thank you for your support. Now and over the last four years, it's honestly been amazing. And if you have enjoyed this episode and you do want to help this podcast grow, you could get involved for free. You could leave a rating or review wherever you found this podcast. You could follow me on social media. I am at Verbal Diorama on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Letterboxd, Hive, Mastodon and Post. And you can retweet or like posts wherever you find me on social media. That always helps too. Or you could simply just tell your friends and family about this podcast. As I've said, going through this journey, I don't really have any real plans on the length of these episodes. They're going to be as long as they are going to be. And obviously, trying to find information on all of the individual Wallace and Gromit shorts has not been as easy as I thought it would be. But I hope that you found these episodes interesting. The next episode, I am planning to be a bit more of a normal length episode, so around the 40 to 45 minute mark. And I haven't planned an obligatory Keanu reference as I haven't planned one for any of these episodes. However, I will just say that Keanu has such a beautiful beard, I would never want him to have a close shave. Obviously, shout out to the patrons as always. The support that you give basically helps keep Verbal Diorama free for everyone. 
And I'm always so grateful to the patrons for their support. But in the meantime, I'm going to sign off of the third episode this week. And hopefully you'll join me tomorrow for The Curse of the Were-Rabbit. And finally... Bye.